we all know why we're gathered here today. It's for a very noble, dare I say reverent cause. And I know I am like positively thrilled to have today's guest on. So today's guest is, I think, like tied as one of the number one fans of this podcast. And just a genuine, amazing person, a fellow Aquarius who I just feel a kinship with um, through our star sign. Um, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, uh, my name is Riley. Yes, Aquarius sun. I I have looked up what my other signs are, but I'll admit I don't remember. Um, I would be yeah. fascinated to see that birth chart. <laughs> I almost looked it up prior, but um, yeah. Because you knew I, I would ask. I know. <laughs> you knew I'd bring it up. I can't resist Study. when we're together. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm very excited to be here. I use she, her pronouns. And yeah, I love listening to this pod set while I'm just grinding away at work. So yes, love it. <laughs> well, we're so happy to have you here. Um, Riley, please, I'm begging for you to tell us what is your experience with Twilight specifically, the whole franchise, the saga, the books, the movies, um, and just vampires in general? Any other like vampire entertainment or media that has impacted your life? Just where are you at with the genre? Yes, a temperature check. I would mm -hmm. say Twilight is the main source of vampire content in my life. <laughs> um, I... I don't remember when I first read this series. I think it was probably middle school um, because I feel like I was like, that's that's too mature for me. Um, but I loved the movies when they came out. Self-censoring. <laughs> yes, <laughs> very much so. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, loved the movies. Um, I remember I at some point got a clearance t-shirt with Breaking Dawn imagery on it. Um, which is vague, leaves a lot to wonder about. Um, <laughs> yeah, so um, I love the franchise. Um, I've read all of the books, including Midnight Sun, cover to cover. Okay, I will get that on the record. <laughs> you heard it here, because as we all know, I did not finish Midnight Sun. So this is a, and Riley knows it too. So yeah. Riley is asserting <laughs> dominance right now. <laughs> Yeah, I did read the whole thing, so um, <laughs> I feel well-read. Um, and as far as other vampire content, I did watch the, um, what was it, Midnight Mass, and I really like that, oh. and I think about that a surprising amount, I will admit. I would say that's really the extent. And maybe that, um, what's the one with, like, the, the horseback rider, the, like, Hallow the spooky movie? I'm tempted to say Sleepy Hollow, but I Sleepy don't. Sleepy Hollow? I think I've seen parts of that. Is that a vampire movie? No. No. He, he has like a pumpkin head, right? That he carries. Are we, are we talking about the <laughs> the animated like 1940s Disney cartoon with Bing Crosby? Or are we talking about the live action Tim Burton flick with Johnny Depp and a very young Christina Ricci? I Which one, folks? Fleeting memories of the live action. Oh my God. <laughs> Almost not <laughs> worth mentioning. <laughs> okay, last year, 
And the person I'm talking about, there's like no way they'll ever hear this, but on the off chance they do, I say this with like genuine like like love. But we all in one of my playwriting classes, we all had to pick a play to like teach basically to our peers. Um and uh we had like like we had to fill like a two hour class and one of my peers who was not a playwriting major, they were a screenwriting major was like, could I actually do a film? And my professor was like, of course. And she, was, and she chose Sleepy Hollow, like genuinely. Um, and we all watched it and I'd seen it before. And we came back to class um, to talk about it that day. And we like annihilated it. Cause it's like, it's not a great movie. It's not great. It's not even one of Tim Burton's best. Like, and this poor girl, she really loved it. And it was just like, even my professor was like ripping it to shreds about how bad it was and how stupid it was and how bad the writing was. And by the end of it, she was like, yeah, I, you know, I still love the movie, but you've all really opened my eyes to the fact that it's, it's pretty bad. Oh, like, poor she girl. really had to work through that. Yeah. Like in real time, <laughs> it was, we like really derailed her lecture. I felt really bad, but. It's not good. Well, that doesn't mean you can't like it because, <laughs> you know, I have an entire podcast de- dedicated to something that's not very good that I love. Who defines um, True. That 100%. Yes. Except me when I'm talking shit about Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Thank you. Back. Um. Great. Well, today... I think this is a very long-awaited and anticipated episode. We are talking about 2008's Twilight, directed by Catherine Hardwick. Yay! <laughs> Woo! Um, Riley, can you just give us like a general? Uh, we'll get into specifics later, but just a general like movie watching experience this specific time around when you were like looking to take notes and like look for talking points like what was your experience with the film on this most recent watch i would say going into it with a more critical a more critical eye um rather than just the the loving gaze that i normally would offer um it was a lot more fast paced than i remembered Mm -hmm. um and you know, some of the less healthy interactions were a little more clear, but I, I still love, I just still loved it. I was like, I'm still eating up every second of this movie. <laughs> and I love seeing Robert Pattinson, Taylor Lautner, Kristen mm. Stewart was like, mm. literally can't get enough of you three. Love you. Um, that's how yes. I, I felt good. Um, I felt good while watching this movie. <laughs> good um i would love to just like start by talking about the casting of this movie if that's okay and like oh yeah where okay where were you all do you remember like where you were or what your reaction was when the casting to this was announced because i felt like it was groundbreaking headline news that was being circulated around the globe and stopped everyone's life but maybe that wasn't your experience um yeah, I have like nothing. <laughs> I did not know. It was I was 
still to this day, though, really casting announcements right over my head. I don't pay any attention to them and I don't really look for them. Um, so. <laughs> we are of two different worlds. I yeah, know. I, I certainly don't think I remember very much consciously from that young in my life, but I think that the casting has aged amazingly just great i like i love taylor lautner shark boy literally love the dream song i just dream 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 dream. yeah i like i love that oh my god he's so funny he's like coming up to the camera and like doing his little fist fins close your eyes shut your mouth or my face out I love that. Yeah, I've never so seen honestly, this movie. You've Gosh. never seen Shark Boy and Lava Girl? No. Erin, that's very revealing of something. It also has in it Lava Girl is. Wait, I'm on your own. I've heard some. From I don't Spy know. Kids? Or is she in something else? Oh, I don't. I feel like I recently heard someone talking about the Lava Girl actress, like Shark Boy and Changing Lava. Paths. I all I know about it is that Taylor Lautner is Shark Boy. There is like George, Lopez, George is Lopez is in it, and then isn't there a clip that like went viral on TikTok a while mm-hmm. ago of like a little kid in the classroom being like, "Take him to the principal's office and get him expelled." Is that from that movie? I, don't I know. wish I knew. <laughs> <laughs> or is that just from my mind palace? Yeah. <laughs> Alice, maybe she's Ooh. not. Oh, okay. She's not from Spy Kids. I thought not. Um, I've seen it. Yeah, but I still thought not. <laughs> <laughs> you said that, and in my brain, I was like, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> oh my god. Um, Riley, you're absolutely right. This cast has aged like a fine wine. Like, I was really against Kristen Stewart when she first got cast. Um, I couldn't pinpoint why. It's probably because, like, I thought I was Bella. And I was like, well, if it's not me, then that doesn't make any sense. Um, But now, I think she's perfect. Yeah. I was, yeah, I was thinking that. Yeah. Right when we started, I was like, she's so good in this. Like, she's she's so good for this role. Just her little succulent. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> there was a moment specifically where I was like, wow, this is a good moment. Um, where it was Bella and Edward and Carlisle after um Waylon was attacked when they're like at the oh. police station. And it's like the three of them and Bella and like the, I thought they acted that scene so well. Mm-hmm. Where it's like you get the shot behind Carlisle, and part of the time his head is covering Edward, but when it's not, you get, like, to see Edward, you know, because they're having that internal conversation while Bella, I don't know. I was just mm-hmm. like, I like this one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. <laughs> no, no, I, yeah, that is a great moment, and, like, I think that you can see moments in this movie, if not all the moments, where, like, I think Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson we're legitimately trying to, like, do a really good job, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like, 
yeah, I, I, I just feel like they're not writing it off. And like a lot of like a lot of people were when this was coming out, like, you know, older, older people who are calling it stupid or whatever. Um, but no, I, I think that they're perfect. And I mean, I genuinely don't think any. I think Robert Pattinson as Edward is like the most inspired genius <laughs> casting of all time. Perhaps. He does a good job. Yeah, I love him so much. Yeah, I love all the Twilight content edits that I I know I've already brought it up, but because I watch the podcast, all of just the Robert Pattinson just on my <laughs> Instagram Explorer page, I'm like, I'm not complaining. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to interrupt you, Gabby. No, that's okay. I don't even remember what I was going to say. Oh, wait. Okay, yes. <laughs> um, he was so creepy in the scene when he first meets her i forgot that when he's like they're in the classroom that he is just so close to her staring at her the entire time i know like from different angles and i completely i forgot it's literally um it's like a montage of this hour-long class of like yeah like time is yeah time is passing and with each passing moment he is still staring at her Yes, he's not blinking or anything, and that's so creepy. And honestly, I was like, okay, so 17-year-old me would have maybe fallen for book Edward, but 17-year-old me would be so scared of movie Edward. (laughs) He's such a little freak, and I have to say, teacher, what is going on? Like, you have a responsibility to help these students, and you're watching this boy just, like, target this, this new girl? Like, there was no – teacher took no responsibility here, just in their own world, completely. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I thought Edward was – that stuck out to me as well. I didn't remember it being as aggressive. And I feel like one thing that I did notice was when he was introducing himself, the way he says hello, complete – like, the tone shift between hello and the next word is so striking. I don't – <laughs> it, it i don't know it took my breath away in a very confusing way where i was like this does not flow it's like <laughs> it was oddly aggressive but also charming yeah he's really fighting his british accent in this movie like so so hard yeah hello yeah <laughs> my name is yeah. <laughs> it yeah it, i felt it felt like those were very recorded at very different times like i don't know this is i was like these were not seamless but i loved it anyways mm-hmm. yeah um riley i'm curious if any like specific moments stuck out to you that you are just like needing to dissect and bring up well i have my twilight notepad thank god um thing here with um yeah stream of consciousness um the first one is bella's low-rise jeans <laughs> topic of discussion i just was like i was thinking about it before i watched it and i was just like that's just like what a time like i'm glad high-rise jeans are where we're at um the fashion of this time like she embodied the chill girl aesthetic of two thousand of the like late 2000s early 2010s where it was like yeah, the the low or maybe just like mid-rise jeans with like mm-hmm. 
a comfortable Henley and a oversized flannel with with Converse. Like that aesthetic and oh, she looks so good. Yeah, no, I I really was paying a lot of attention. She had a really lovely blouse at some point. Mm-hmm. I yeah. Um, I also a green baseball shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the baseball shirt is so good. She looks so cute. Yeah. yeah. Their little baseball cap. And what I thought, okay, wasn't she supposed to wear a long jean skirt? Where was mm-hmm. that? I didn't see that. I it's was thinking like about tacky, it. isn't it, Aaron? <laughs> tacky. Is that in this? Isn't isn't that supposed to be in this movie? That's in the book. Okay. Yeah, in the book, it just it describes how she has this like long khaki skirt, which is the only thing, like the only skirt she owns, and she's like, "Oh, I guess I should wear this to meet his parents." And yeah. then this like blue blouse that Edward complimented one time, and this is what she wears. And apparently, she looks um, like indecent or something. He uses some weird word to describe her. Yeah, I would have loved him to see that um, Same. featured, but um, okay, just making sure I wasn't missing that. Um, but the costumes side, um, I really liked um, seeing Charlie and Bella interact. I just thought that that was in- endearing in some ways and-, and a little absurd in some ways. Like when Bella first came and he was like talking about like the bed sheets and like he you know he's like this is a good work lamp i was like so she can work you know i don't know it's just like i just really was like loving that i was like so endearing and kind of clumsy mm-hmm. um yeah so i was i really liked uh paying attention to their relationship this time around we all know i'm a big charlie fan i did also make note of that <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> like, charlie yeah aaron's love for charlie um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah shout out to what's his name in real life is it billy burke yeah yeah shout out because he went to our school mm-hmm. I've, i remember you talked about that previously yeah. on the podcast i think he like wow went, i'm pretty sure he went through the theater program wow mm-hmm. so billy if you'd like to be on the pod we are available for guests and we are also alums of the Western Washington University Theater Department. So, yes. Yeah. Um, I think that one of my absolute favorite lines in this movie comes from Charlie. And it's when, like, Billy, or yeah, when Billy Black and Jacob show up unexpectedly at the house to give, like, ominous stares at Bella. And um, Billy pulls out a case of Rainier. And Charlie just goes, vitamin R. Yeah. <laughs> Good old vitamin I R. I love that. Yeah, yeah. That. I, yeah. I was thinking about how have I not thought about that. Like, it works for Rolling Rock, too. So I was like, that is an mm. applicable. That's an applicable joke to keep on hand. Yeah, really that. keep that up your sleeve for the next yeah. time you are. <laughs> hanging out with someone who brought a case of rolling rock yeah (laughs) wow i haven't thought about rolling rock in a really long time yeah if there's anything in particular that stuck out i have (gasps) thoughts but 
if there's anything either of you want to talk about. Yeah. I do. I do. Yeah. I hated Phil <laughs> at the beginning too. I'm so biased against Renee. And so obviously Phil is guilty by association. But when mm-hmm. he's like, love you both. We got a plane to catch. Like rushing them with their goodbye when they're about to move across the country from each other. I was like. He's like, come on. We, we got to go. Yeah. And his tone of voice. He's like this. Come on. Come on. I know. They're in Phoenix, Arizona, and he's talking like he's been born and raised in the Bronx. <laughs> Which maybe he has. I don't know his life, because we get no development on Phil as a character. Yeah. Yeah. Phil seems so, like, I just was thinking about how boring, now this is, as someone who's not a big sports fan, just the idea of traveling, it, minor league baseball, if I'm remembering correctly, I was like that, like, watching him, like, practice i was just like this is i was like i'm bored i am bored for renee (laughs) yeah what is her life like it you know oh my gosh i've never thought about that because bella talks about how like restless she is and she wants to like like oh phil's perfect for her in that way because they'd be moving around all the time and following you know whatever whatever a minor league baseball player does (laughs) um but ultimately, what Renee's life would be would be sitting in bleachers watching minor league baseball. Like, in what world? Yeah, I. it, it does not sound fun. Maybe if I knew the, the rules of the game, it'd be more interesting. But... You think, Renee, you think Renee knows the rules? There's no way. <laughs> I mean, it's not that hard to know the rules of baseball. I feel like that's, like, the least complicated sport to know. <laughs> I didn't mean that. That's a bold statement. Sorry, Aaron. That word did not be your face. I like that. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I have no idea what's going on in baseball. Because it's like, there's not a lot going on. There aren't that many. Hmm. So, like, football, I feel like, has so many rules. I cannot keep track. And I also. Yeah, this, this. It would be so much worse and more obviously terrible if it was football. Um, but baseball, I'm kind of like, well, you know, I kind of think of like popcorn and peanuts, and that's a little, that's yeah. a little more interesting for Renee. Um, if I, I were hate, her, I hate baseball. Popcorn and peanuts that sounds awful. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they it, it they don't sound delicious, but it sounds like an interesting. It sounds like an interesting life to have momentarily, but not much beyond that. Like maybe an afternoon. The so the one time that I've seen a major league baseball game was like I must have been like a senior in high school. And um Jordan's whole family, his parents, his older siblings, and all of their significant others were all gonna go see this Mariners game. And I was invited and I was like, sure, yeah, I'm gonna sounds great. And we get in, this is important for later, Jordan's dad had just bought, like, a brand new Dodge Charger. Um, Like, leather seats, very sleek, very nice. And he's, like, a car guy. He loves his cars. And so we drive from Ellensburg over Snoqualmie Pass to the stadium. It's, like, an all-day event. And I had been, like, working at this restaurant at the time. And I had to get a shift covered to go to this game. And all my coworkers knew about it because of the shift cover. And they were like, oh, when you go, you have to get the garlic fries like you have to you have to you have to it's the best thing at the stadium and I was like say no more I love garlic I love fries what could possibly go wrong so I go to this game 
It is so boring. Jordan and I are both just, like, bored to tears. Like, neither of us care. Um, But we're there. We're eating baseball food. Like, whatever. It's kind of fun. It's a nice day. I get the garlic fries. What I didn't know is that it was, like, it tasted like raw garlic. Like, I thought it was going to be, like, garlic salt. But it was, like, garlic. And whether it probably was like sauteed or something but it, it tasted to me raw and another fun fact is that I like didn't eat garlic at all growing up because my mom hates the way it makes people smell she claims that she oh. can smell when someone has eaten garlic for days after Whoa. I think she would argue it's specifically my dad like specifically my dad she can apparently smell it on him when he's eaten garlic for days after it drives her wild so Whoa. I never like we did not cook with the garlic when I was a kid I didn't start eating garlic until college Except these fries. I ate, like, the whole thing. And then on the way back, it was, like, a a two-hour drive. Maybe even two and a half because I think we hit traffic. And I literally thought I was going to have diarrhea in the backseat of Jordan's dad's brand-new car. Like, I have never in my life thought I was going to shit myself (gasps) except in this car ride. And I'm literally, like, in the backseat – and we're, like, at the top of the pass, which is still, like, 45 minutes to Ellensburg if you're going, like, 80. And I'm, like, texting Jordan from the backseat. I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm going to shit myself. And this was, like, at a point in our relationship where, like, I was not super comfortable around his parents yet. And I wouldn't have been comfortable enough to be, like, um, could we please stop? Like, I, I don't know. I was, like, 17, like, just embarrassed. And so I just, like, by sheer willpower, like, held it together we we got back to Jordan's house where my car was and his house was like a full 15 minute drive to my house. It was like on the other side of town and I lived out in like the countryside. And so we get to the house and his parents are like, well, Aaron, do you want to like come inside and, you know, hang out for a little? And I was like, nope, nope, I'm good. And I just like got in my car and I like, I'm honestly surprised I didn't get a ticket because I was just like no regard for speed limits, like no nothing. I just floored it to my house and I was so so sick like the whole evening I was just so sick I think I got like food poisoning or something but just by the grace of God did I not just shit myself it was it was traumatizing that's very miserable like what happened like that makes me like like, (laughs) ew what happened to the guard what's happening back there Yeah, unsavory things happening in the kitchen at uh, Quest Field, whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah, I I always picture, like, high school students, like, their summer job, like, working at a baseball stadium. I could be, but just, like, I don't know the food safety that's going on back there. Um, Yeah, my my body was not equipped. It was like, we have not had a clove of garlic in 17 years, and now you're going to eat, like, 12 in one sitting. Yeah, met its match, truly. <laughs> <laughs> I, it was naive on my part. Naive and foolish. Um, I was full of hubris. Shouldn't have done it. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so Renee's life is bleak. Yeah. <laughs> I think she seems, I don't know. It. I just felt like she was lying when she was like, Phil's doing this I just was like it just seemed like such false delusional happiness I was like there's a lot more out there for you I will say that just thinking 
I am projecting um, how I would feel in that situation. <laughs> like posting on social media, like things are going great with Phil. We yeah, like, are in Florida. Baseball. Yeah, love baseball. Hashtag live, laugh, love. And then you like log off and go stare at the wall for like three hours. Uh, That's Renee. Yeah. yeah, I feel bad for her, but the life she chose, I guess. It's true. I don't feel bad for her. <laughs> yeah, I hope Renee gets diarrhea. <laughs> I'll say it. I'll go there. Thank you. Thank you for being brave. You're welcome. Next. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always I whenever I watch this movie specifically, I'm always really struck with the ways that they were really trying to like get the human friends into the plot. And one of the ways that they do this, which always just cracks me up, is when they're talking about the feature. Um, Angela is like, great, I guess we'll just do another um, another story on blah, 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 like something dumb. And then Bella's like, you could do um, eating disorders, uh, you know, stuffing Speedos on the swim team or something. And then they're like, oh, this girl's cool. Like, she's thinking about the big issues and then later so they like kind of connect there and then later when they're at la push <laughs> angela's like i keep thinking eric is gonna ask me to prom and then he just doesn't and then bella's <laughs> like well you should ask him you know you ask him to the prom and then she does and it's like this impact yeah it's like this empowering moment and I just love this, like, kind of little thread with Angela through the movie that is, like, very inconsequential. <laughs> and I really wish that we got more of the humans in the later books. Just, like, a little – or in the later movies. Just a little, like, bit here and there. I would have really appreciated because I think they're all so funny in very different ways. And I miss them. I hated them in the other movies. They were so out <laughs> place and it made me uncomfortable i i agree with you there should have been more of them so that it didn't feel so fucking uncomfortable and they were suddenly mm-hmm. they're there and i'm like humans <laughs> i give myself on. no <laughs> i um yeah because they're only each on screen for probably like collectively like 15 minutes throughout this entire saga yeah. And so every time they do come on screen, you're right, it is very jarring. Yeah. Yeah, I I feel like I really wish that, because I feel like I remember in the book, like, having more, like, or they're, I mean, they're, you know, they can't include everything in the movie. But I feel like specifically, it just, I just don't like that, like, oh, the humans are, like, dumb. They don't, like, all they talk about are boys and prom. And I was like. I feel like, I mean, I get that that's kind of the angle, but I just mm-hmm. wish that there was a little bit more. Um, but I did like in the movie when, like, I don't remember when it was. Oh, I think it's when they're, like, running away from James. Mm-hmm. And and they, like, drive by and they're, like, leaving, like, IHOP or Denny, or, you know, an IHOP Denny's type thing at, like, late at night. I was like, that's really endearing. Yeah. <laughs> and I when- wish there was more of that. Oh my gosh, when they're fleeing, they're fleeing for their lives. And yeah, there's that shot. She looks out the window and it's like slow-mo. The humans are all just like going about their human night. They like just yeah. had some food and they're probably going to go like hang out. 
I love that moment. It's like yeah. her really choosing between the path that she's on and the path that she could be on. Choosing love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really liked that too. It yeah, it makes me makes me emotional. I was like, oh, I was like, look Aww. at them. That could you I was like, that could be you, Bella. That could no. be. So close. Yeah. Yep. What's really disturbing to me is that like if Bella was two years younger, Edward would have graduated by the time she moved. Because he's a junior in this movie, and so she was just like oh. a little bit younger. He wouldn't have even been there. Wow. I know it's not helpful to think in hypotheticals, but the number I the like the two numbers on hand, I was really like struggling to calculate. I was like two years younger. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't tell you you'd have to do math when you came on didn't this podcast. Study, didn't. <laughs> yeah, you have your Twilight notes, and that that's it. That is it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This movie was like, I just remember when it came out and it was like, unlike anything I'd ever seen the excitement for it and the response to it. And I, I can really remember, um, cause I saw it at midnight when it, the night it came out and, um, like a big group of friends who were, we were all fans of the books and, um, I remember watching it and I didn't like it when I first saw it. I did not like it. Um, and I like towards the end, I was sitting there like scowling because there were too many differences from the books that, that like really made me mad. And I was sitting there like scowling and my, my like friend's boyfriend, whom we were all like 13 at the time, he was like the only guy in our group and he leaned forward and he looked at me like down the line um, and he was like, that was so good. And like his eyes were like, wide and like invigorated and alive and I was just like Arr. I thought it was so bad and was like so ornery and now like what ornery. 10 like 15 <laughs> years later I'm like it was so good yeah he was, he was right <laughs> he was right it was so good it was I I was thinking about the the music in this movie it's like perfect like super massive black hole with the baseball scene i was like this is i i I don't know don't know how they did that thought of that because they deserve an oscar (laughs) like i i think that the soundtrack the this movie soundtrack should be studied because what it did is like it it has it captures this like 2008 Pacific Northwest like time capsule is what it feels like to me and since we all live and have grown up in the Pacific Northwest I feel like we just get it yeah 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 the song full moon that's like that will fit in every fall on every playlist yeah would make I would love it every time I heard someone playing that so yeah that really stuck out to me I was like I literally my paramore oh yeah, that comes in hot. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I know we're not to this movie yet, but in New Moon, whose soundtrack also pops off, the song Rosalind by Bon Iver, that is like the Pacific Northwest vampire song, in my humble opinion. I have to listen to it. So good. 
it's really good for like staring at the window when it's raining and like thinking about um mortality and stuff like that oh yeah (laughs) my favorite hobby yeah (laughs) my favorite pastime um riley do you have a favorite character and a least favorite character um oh well i was thinking about first of all i mean carlisle is like i feel like so beautiful when he like busts into like the like the doctor's room i was like you look great (laughs) but then i was also like (laughs) morally beautiful like i just like i was like he's like why I don't know, you know, just so ethically considerate, gentle. Mm-hmm. So I love Carlisle. Um, yeah, I was really appreciating um, him. Oh, my gosh. And Rosalie, I just, I don't know. I, I mean, she's she looks amazing. I love her. I, I, I mean, they all look amazing. But I was like, her hair looks great. But I wish she was, I don't get why she's so, I don't know. I guess I get it. But I just was. I'm always hostile towards her. Um, I know we we gain more understanding of her throughout, but in the first movie, I was like, "What did Bella do to deserve this from Rosalie?" So I'm gonna mm-hmm. pit them against each other like that. Our two blondies. Yeah. When she shatters the bowl, Ex- ruining the salad. I I don't know. That's what, <laughs> it's like now you can't eat it. Now there's glass yeah. in it. Uh, just like my water bottle. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, wow, Rosalie, you're going to sit here and bully, like, a 17-year-old girl? Okay. Cool. Yeah. Fun. Yeah, she's, um, she's so mean, and I feel like, because we've all read at least the first part of Midnight Sun, um, <laughs> you get so much more insight in Midnight Sun into just, like, how mean she really is. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Is she... Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, but does she advocate for just killing Bella? Yeah. Wow. I forgot about that. That's... I, no, I mean, I, reread. Yeah. My annual reread? Yeah. Like, actually. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah, I... I don't know. Yeah, just such the opposite of Carlisle, I feel like. I don't know. Yeah, Carlisle is... I would love a series of books about Carlisle. I would eat that shit up. can be like a, a spin-off series about his past. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like almost any more information about Twilight, I would be like, well, I need to know. Um, even If, if it's I don't in the to. canon, like, <laughs> yeah. you have to know. <laughs> yeah. You have to have all the facts. Yeah. No, and I, I, yeah, I think Carlisle would have such an interesting, because that would be like, you know, like, it's like the origin of like this little family, you know, at mm, least. So mm-hmm. it's like really just wonder. And um, it could be a period piece. <gasps> oh, but like, capturing so many different periods. Yeah. True. I want to see all of Carlisle's like hookups over the years. Yeah. All his romances. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. What are your guys' thoughts on Carlisle in general? Is we love Carlisle. Love. This is a Carlisle fan podcast. 
Yeah, he, um, it's like, yes, we love vampires who are, like, bad, of course. But Carlisle, he plays into that fantasy of, like, some, like, I don't know. I feel like for me, there's, like, multiple levels of, like, a fantasy, right? And one is, like, the thing that you know, like, would never happen and you don't really want it to happen, which is, like, to me, the Edward fantasy, Mm-hmm. Um, like it only exists within the book where it's safe. Mm-hmm. But then for me, Carlisle is like, I would legitimately like if I met Carlisle IRL, I'd be like, you're cool. Like you yeah. are cool. You are vampire vegetarian. You are a doctor, and you adopt people. Like, and you're very beautiful. Yeah. And you're yeah. very nice. Yeah. I like Carlisle. I love him. I love him. Yeah, he is. He also, I think, it must be British because his voice sounds weird to me in this movie. Like, does anyone else feel like his voice sounds off? Yeah, he speaks with a really interesting cadence. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on, but I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, the whole, I was thinking today, like, the love that they're vegetarian and I was thinking I was like I wonder like how it would have been different like because I was picking up when like Bella they're like giving Bella the burger and they're like one a garden burger I was like love that her mushroom ravioli I was like vegetarian queen um it would have been like I don't know it makes sense but I but okay I have to say when Edward's like eating animals is like living off of tofu you're never fully satisfied i was like put a sock in it you're misinformation i was like what is this i can't believe i didn't bring this up sooner (laughs) same thought i was like thank god we are bringing on my tofu partner in crime riley we are two riley and i are two of the biggest like tofu fans i think on this planet i had tofu for dinner tonight and i'm gonna have it again tomorrow night and it's going to be different and delicious and very fulfilling. Yeah, you're going to be satisfied. You don't I don't feel like I'm missing anything and I was like mm-hmm. I don't know kind of I don't know what Edward is thinking, but he's wrong. And I yeah. Tofu's he's totally great. wrong and like I feel like what would potentially be more the sentiment would be like it would be like a person living on like cliff bars or like soylent you know where it's like you're getting all your nutrients but it like is boring and tastes bad or something tofu is versatile baby she can do anything like what even is the like like, i I don't know yeah i can't even think of like what would the equivalent be of like because yeah i mean assuming they're nutritionally taken care of with animal blood it's like well I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. False. Yeah. That, was, that wasn't fair. That wasn't fair. Yeah, that was a bad comparison. And he says tofu weird. Yeah, tofu. I don't, I don't remember. It's like a human living on tofu. <laughs> Never said tofu before. Never <laughs> fully satisfied. Oh Smirks. My and I'm like, whoa. Yeah, ew, when he did, then he does the, like, wouldn't be, like, drinking your blood, and he gets that crazy look in his eye. Yeah, and, like, the music gets, like, really, I don't know what happens to music if it gets quiet or just, like, pauses, but I'm, like, 
is something bad gonna happen and then it just resumes and i'm like what was that yeah <laughs> what, well, what happens <laughs> what happens right after that is one of my favorite moments in the movie he's like yeah he says it wouldn't be like drinking your blood for example or whatever and then he there's this shot where he like jumps and it goes slow-mo and then it smash cuts to him jumping on her truck uh-huh. oh yeah Boom, boom. She's like, can you at least act normal? I have neighbors. Or actually, yeah. I have neighbors. Oh my gosh. It's such a good cut. It is so... Yeah, I was... um, I was thinking to myself, like, I wonder if this... And I mean, like, it's silly to wonder this because it would never happen without the source material. But let's just say we live in a universe where, like, this exact movie got made but the Twilight books didn't exist. Like, like Catherine Hardwick just thought of this movie, right? And she made it. I found myself wondering if this would have been, like, an indie art house smash. Just, like, like lauded as being an amazing artistic indie film. Because it's weird, and it makes some really weird big choices like the blue tint over the entire movie very bold the soundtrack it's it's a weird movie Mm -hmm. i like the tint i do too i'm pro blue tint sometimes i like to fantasize what the entire saga would be like if Catherine hardwick had done all five five movies (laughs) well i think the twilight was i don't know I think that once they got to being like the big blockbuster movies that they were, that they were less good. <laughs> yeah, I I totally agree. I mean, everyone on, who listens to this podcast knows that I like New Moon the best. Um, I think that New Moon is a good mix where there is still like, it, to me, that one still feels like it belongs next to Twilight, but it's not like Eclipse that feels like full Hollywood to me. yeah. Um, cause yeah, once you get to Eclipse and they're all in like, they're all in these like weird wigs and everything is like being done on a soundstage. Yeah. It Mm -hmm. just doesn't feel the same. Mm -hmm. And they also like warm it up a lot too, Mm -hmm. which is so. I love the warmth. Yeah. I don't. I I just feel like, okay. I'm taking it back to a very Harry Potter. <laughs> um, a League of Extraordinary Potters or whatever. Yes. On that episode. Um, one of the things I like about the Harry Potter films is how they are warm and then the color like gets so much darker as they progress. And I kind of crave that in Twilight a little bit. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying, really. I like when they're on the honeymoon and it's all warm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like the blue tint in the first movie really, like, it is a filmmaking tool where it is, like, supposed to be a metaphor of and a representation of the geographical location and the mood and the tone and, like, all of these things. Um, And then in the later movies, yeah, the whole thing has this very, like, warm golden red wash to it, I feel like. Which just doesn't match the, like, Pacific Northwest, Olympic Peninsula, always raining, always overcast reality. Like, it just felt like 
yeah, it just feels like, you know, they, they did this really bold thing in the first movie and then they just threw it away with for no justification. Yeah. Yeah, I think it, with the... Yeah, because it definitely does... I mean, Twilight sticks out from... Yeah, like, I mean, they yeah changed directors, like, right after it. But, like, yeah, it's really interesting, as you're saying, thinking of it if it were released without like the books because I feel like it got so much hate as so many things do because it was geared towards like young girls like Mm -hmm. that's like their intended audience and people like hate young girls enjoying Mm -hmm. what's marketed to them kind of thing and so I wonder like yeah that is interesting to think had it not had like such a misogynistic like hatred bandwagon type thing Mm -hmm. like it probably would have been received really differently um that's I hadn't thought about that what you just said made me think my my oh my brain is firing on all cylinders and I'm going to try and <laughs> I'm going to try and make a coherent thought um but I'm just thinking about like yes the the um I don't even know what to call it but the notion the very real notion that like yeah people hate what teenage girls like like it's just a fact yeah. um you know for whatever reason people just hate it um especially stuff that is marketed towards them, which these books were. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very misogynistic and rooted in misogyny. And also there is so much misogyny in these books that is being like, that's coming from the hero from Edward. And we're watching this very submissive, very passive. Um, I uh, could argue who uh, this protagonist who holds a lot of traditionally feminine qualities Um and so it's like, yeah, like I'm, I'm just very passionate about like we should just let young girls like what they like, um, especially if it's stuff that is made for them. Um, but also I wonder, you know, I don't plan on having children, but I, I definitely wonder. I'm like, ooh, is this something that I would be like cool letting my kid read? And the answer is yes, because I would be a horrible parent and I would let them do whatever they wanted. But um. I, I can definitely see why some parents didn't want their daughters <laughs> reading this book. I think in a lot of ways it was for the wrong reasons. I think a lot of people thought that because it was vampires it was bad. Um, yeah. But that's not the case. It's because Edward is gaslighting her <laughs> through the whole book. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I would definitely let my kids read it. But also, like, alongside having the conversations of, like, Remember, though, this is, like, unhealthy. Read it. Enjoy, like, your book. But this is not an example of a healthy relationship. And we should not forget that. Yeah. You would be a very good parent. (laughs) Wow. Thank you. I would just leave it lying around and hope for the best. (laughs) Yeah. No, Edward. Yeah. yeah, I feel like it it definitely, like, is interesting seeing it now where, where I'm like, oh, that is bad. Like, what's... I hated when you know Bella gets her lovely mushroom ravioli or and he's like like she's like give me some answers and he's like one like I don't I don't know what the square root of pi is okay I'll admit it but when when he's like you know what that is I was like put a sock in it I was like I literally hate this he's like you I just he brought it up yeah he said it oh that moment made me so mad because people who do that shit they only do it for one of two reasons. It's either one, so that you'll say, what's that? What did you just say? So they can explain it to you. 
Or two, it's so what can happen in the movie happen. So you can say, I know what that is. And they can, and they get to go, you know what the square root of pi is? Girl, no math. It's like, Ugh. yeah, I'm in a mandatory math class Monday through Friday. Like, yes. <laughs> also, you're in high school. So. Seriously. Yeah. Uh, that moment oh. was so icky. Like, you really would think that Edward would be, like, a better person, but he's not. <laughs> he, like, still sucks. <laughs> I'm so like, funny. wow. <laughs> he's just on his ridiculous, like, moral high horse when he just sucks. He's awful. He's yeah. like, I don't have a soul, and I'm not gonna damn you, and, like, uh, I'm gonna exert all this control over you, and, like, project onto you, and... I, I he's, a ba- he's a bad boy. No, yeah. Yeah. He's Still a naughty just... boy. He's very he's very <laughs> bad. <laughs> he's a bad, bad boy. Yes. Bad word. Yeah. That's <clears> why <throat> casting Robert Pattinson was so smart because I love him. <laughs> it evened out. Yeah. There are very few celebs that I am like a fan of. Robert's one of them. Love that man. When yeah. um, <laughs> when uh, so Jordan and I saw Dune in theaters a couple months ago. Um, and we're watching the previews, and I a preview for the new Batman movie came on that I hadn't seen yet. The one that's gonna have Robert Pattinson in it, and I like couldn't control my body. I like reached over. I was like, what is this? Like watching the trailer, I was like, what is this movie? And Jordan leaned over to me. He was like, it's Batman. And right when he said that, like Robert Pattinson came on the screen and I literally like, I was like, <gasps> and I like grabbed his arm and sque- he was like, ow. And we were like in public, like at a movie. I like could not control what my body was doing or the sounds I was making. I was literally like, like I was wearing a mask, but I still had my hands over my mouth because I was just <laughs> so shocked and not ready to see a brand new trailer brand new footage of my bf robert on screen in his batman suit and I, don't even, I don't even care about batman but i have to support my bf he he me. a good batman mm-hmm. yeah i think he's gonna be great can we talk about how like both Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson are amazing actors. Like, they have gone on to have such fascinating and exciting careers as actors. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I mean, I, I don't know how old they were when Twilight, like, was filmed. But, I mean, yeah, it was not like, oh, this is like a movie where it, like, tanked their, like, it like shot their careers off so which is awesome except it's kind of it's kind of frustrating because i feel like it shot off robert pattinson's career a lot more than it did kristen stewart like i feel like people were like oh she played bella she sucks like she's such a bad actor i'm maybe i'm just like i don't have any evidence to support this (laughs) but I i would believe that she was 18 when they filmed this or when it came out. So 17, 18 when it was being filmed. Um, and I 
I've definitely watched the all I've I've watched the behind the scenes footage and I've watched the movie with the commentary on. Um and Kristen Stewart talks about how like before she turned 18, their schedule was a mess because she had to legally go to school. Like they legally had to provide school for her. And so okay. they would have to like stop filming so she could like be in school. Oh. Um, and he was 22. And before this movie came out, Kristen Stewart, I think her biggest role had been she was in a film called Into the Wild, which was kind of like um, based on a true story, based on a book. Um, it was – I felt like it was kind of big within like – Was it the – it, it was big for a moment. Like the John Krakauer one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy who like goes in – is that his name? The Alaskan Wilderness? Or wait, is it not Alaskan? No, um, the book, the book. Yeah, John. Yes, John Krakauer about. Uh, I don't think it's about him, but it's about this man who like lived off the grid and ended up dying because he ate poison. Yeah, but he, but he like, he like gave up his life in society and like went into the Alaskan wilderness and like lived off the land and all that stuff. Yes. I do think he, the only place I'm getting hung up is I don't think he was exclusively in the Alaskan wilderness. Cause the point of the movie, is it's all the people he met. Cause he was like traveling around so much. Um, yeah. but yes, he does go off the grid. He ends up dying, but she was in that movie and she was like his little love interest for a while. And I felt like that movie was big for a moment. Um, and then Robert, the, really the only thing he had done before this was Harry Potter. Like, everyone was freaking out. They were like, Cedric Diggory's gonna be in Twilight? Yeah. No, I don't, and I, I, I'm, like, horrible with, like, all celebrities and, like, casts. I, the retention is very poor. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I feel like they did a really great job. I feel like Bell, they're, like the iconic like uncomfortable mannerisms of like Mm. bella like kind of just having her mouth open just like there's there were some moments that really stuck out like when they were in the classroom where she was just like i don't know like mouth agape like i I did not know what was happening but i was like i can't i can't imagine it any other way which is like of course because that's this is how it is but i'm like it's perfect. <laughs> That's how I felt. <laughs> yeah, the like, the touching of the hair, the the open mouth, the incessant blinking. Yeah. There is one thing she does when she's having her dream and he's like watching over her. And it makes me so uncomfortable because that scene is already uncomfortable. She has her hand in this really specific way. And I'm like, what are you pressing against? Like, what I know. Is- this looks like you're having like a naughty dream (laughs) please bella keep it together she really like i i feel like she took a character that is so boring and she really just like ran with it yeah she did a ton like Mm -hmm. great i love her i watched the director's commentary and with like robert pattinson and kirsten stewart also their commentary and they're talking about at the end 
um, they're like, wait, they're calling cut. They're like, cut, cut. She, her contact is slipping. Her contact is slipping when she's like the venom moment is happening. It's like, oh, uh-huh. and she's like, but yeah, no, I really was just going cross-eyed. Um, <laughs> and they thought I, they thought it was something else, but yeah, she really goes cross-eyed at the end there. Yeah. yeah. She goes for it. Yeah. We've talked about this before, but I just want to like reiterate now that we're talking about the movie. I am just I'm just so sad Victoria got recast. So is it between uh Twilight and New Moon? Mm-hmm. Okay. Or wait, or no, it's between New Moon and Eclipse. Oh, okay. Right. So it's like it's this one actress for Twilight and New Moon. And then in Eclipse, when she's like an actual character with lines, yeah, they recast her as Bryce Dallas Howard. Oh, I wonder why. Mm, I don't know. Um, I really, I always like when Bella's like researching the cold ones like that. Like, oh. I just am like this. I'm like this makes me want to like do homework and study. It looks so fun. And then like you know, I saw this in school, and then it was never as fun when I did it. You know, I was always like I could go on Wikipedia, click around. <laughs> but I that is such a like I wish I was doing that. That's how I feel when she's researching like she makes it look fun to learn yeah really getting to the bottom of it she's solving this mystery the stakes are so high during that yahoo search like yes it's life or death and she doesn't i did make note that she does not buy her book from amazon she buys local i was like she's vegetarian she doesn't buy from amazon i bella this is a good look (laughs) Riley is a Bella stan. Yeah. (laughs) It's a good look. Riley, I love that you picked up on the vegetarian thing. I've never, ever picked up on that, even though every single time the server is like, and here's your garden burger. I'm like, why do they go out of their way to say garden burger? Like, that's such a weird detail. And now I'm realizing Mm -hmm. the parallels. Like, I wonder if Bella... If she wasn't vegetarian, I wonder, like, how she and Edward would have connected. Because I feel like it's this, like, probably from an ethical perspective of, like, oh, we don't eat humans. And she's like, oh, well, I don't eat meat. And so it's like, I don't know. I wonder if he would have related to a meat eater, Bella. I don't know. That would have been interesting. We can write that fanfic. Yeah. (laughs) You look really uninterested. (laughs) <laughs> you're like uh yeah uh. <laughs> Riley I'm just imagining like you meeting Edward and him being like yeah we're basically like vampire vegetarians and your eyes turning into hearts and like blasting <laughs> out of your skull being like yeah. ethical consumption <laughs> oh yeah I oh, Carlisle if I met Carlisle oh baby yeah. Has Carlisle ever like killed someone to eat them? I don't I don't remember. I don't know. Because I know in his backstory chapter he tries to like kill himself when he first turns and tries to starve himself and then ends up just eating like a deer. 
But I yeah. wonder if he's like ever cracked and drank human blood. I don't know. I I'm gonna take a guess and say no because that's what I'd like to, to yes. be true. But he is so ethically inspiring. Yeah, I feel like Carlisle is just in a lot of ways the more interesting. Like, if you're going to go the route of a vampire who's trying really, really hard to be good, who's trying really, really hard to, like, not be, quote, evil um, or damned, I feel like he's so much more interesting because I feel like he really believes in what he's doing. Mm -hmm. And I feel like for Edward, I mean, we know for a fact that he went through a phase and was a vigilante prepping to play Batman. Um (laughs) And I don't know. I feel like I feel like if Carlisle had been, you know, brought into a family of vampires that drank human blood, he still would have found his way to like vegetarianism. I think if Edward were born into a family that drank human blood, he never would have found his way. I yeah. think he would have just been like, "All right, I'm a vampire." Yeah, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah, because it seems like it seems like Edward more so does it for Carlisle. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's what, at least from what I remember, was like, oh, I, you know, don't want to disappoint Carlisle. And I'm like, well, Edward, what do you think? Okay. What's your POV? <laughs> what are your ethics? Okay. Mm-hmm. What, what do you believe? Okay. So, wow. You'll, well, Who's now got- you really, you really need to do another read through of Midnight Sun. I do. I, and I read it like less than a year ago. <laughs> Truly an annual reread. <laughs> I'm holding off because I know that we're going to do an episode about Midnight Sun and I want to reread it, but I'm I'm holding off. <laughs> That's good self-restraint there. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I think that everything else that like really sticks out to me in this movie is stuff that we've kind of talked about on this podcast before. Like obviously the baseball scene, the pitch, my monkey man. Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay. There is a part in the baseball scene. So when I was watching this, I was like, um, I had like my laptop on and the movie was playing. I had my AirPods in and I was like, I think I was baking or something. And um I had so I'm just listening at this point, and it's the baseball scene. I'm like doing something in the oven and I hear this in my headphones, and I was like, wait a minute. And I like pause. And I go to the screen and I rewind and I always watch with subtitles on and I watch it. And there is a line where um, in the baseball scene, Bella tells Rosalie, she's like, you're out and tells her she's out. And then Rosalie like gets up and scowls at her and kind of like walks away. And Esme and Carlisle are there and they're kind of like laughing, you know, like, oh, ha ha ha, like you're out, you know, and Carlisle for real. I can't believe you've ever heard this. I'm he shocked. literally says, good kitty? Yeah. To <laughs> Rosalie. Yeah. I can't believe you never caught that. Never. Yeah. I feel like I only consciously heard that last night, too. I was like, that, yeah. I, like, I can't even, like, repeat it because it makes me, like, so uncomfortable that I... I screamed and Jordan came running in from the other room. He was like, are you okay? And I was like, just crying, laughing. I was like, I cannot believe what is it? Like, how did that actor say that with a straight face? Like, 
That is an Oscar-worthy performance. I could never. Could never. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it really, like, threw me when I heard that. I, like, it made, it did make me think. And not all lines do. (laughs) (laughs) Where did your mind, uh, where did your mind wander to on that one? Um, uh, I felt like an impasse. I was like, what does this mean? Like, what is, what is, what is happening here? Because you've seen all the vibes. Yeah, you know, just a movie that I've seen probably dozens of times. And then just hearing something like, yeah, like that. I was like, wait, what does this mean? Like, why (laughs) was it in the script? Who wrote the line? Someone wrote that line, directed him of how to say it. And then someone in the sound editing booth made sure that it was heard like made yeah. sure that that audio came through and then they blasted supermassive black hole like <laughs> they're like they'll hear it and then they'll be on this other path yes <laughs> listen this movie like kind of sparked i'm like a, i'm a fan of the band muse i genuinely love that band and it is like because of this movie like i heard this song and i was like what other music does this band have? And then I became, yeah. and then before I knew it, I was at a concert with like 60 year old men, like <laughs> screaming the lyrics. That's amazing. Yeah. It, oh was a, it was a deep pit that I fell into. Yeah. No, it's yeah. Again, the score really can't. It's really so good. Can't credit it enough. It's so good. And yeah. it's not on Spotify. I know. Why do they do this? to us it's so rude i could have sworn i had um some of them on a playlist a couple years ago but they do that could have happened since then yeah i mean the songs are definitely on spotify but like the album i see it's not on spotify which is a crime yeah were there any parts in this watch through that particularly stuck out to you (laughs) This wasn't. This didn't stick out to me earlier, but it stuck out to me just now. I hate James's ponytail. <laughs> wow, I'm not a fan of it. I don't think the truth comes out. Yeah, yeah, and I noticed that they also still made Laurent. They fooled the audience when they were teasing these vampires earlier in the movie. Like when he's like, don't play with your food. Oh, Um, yeah. It teased him as the leader, even though it's still James, which I thought was interesting. I mean, I guess a good a good tool. Yeah, I wish that they had um, kind of addressed that more in the movie because I don't feel like they explicitly say like, oh, James was the leader of this pack. Yeah. And I like that moment in the book. Yeah, I do have to say I I really like I really like Jacob in this movie. Yeah, yeah, sweet. I think that Taylor Lautner was a really good cast for pre Werewolf Jacob. I do not love his performance after he wolfs out. Um, but when he is just this like yeah kind of sweet naive. And he's he's kind of in like puppy love with Bella, you know. He he just she's older. He just has this huge crush on her, mm-hmm. and I think he, I think he just nails it. And I especially love like the scene at the end when he comes to the prom, um, and we get that little tease of the yeah. of what's to come. I remember in the book, I think that um, when they're at La Push, like I feel like they like 
I mean, the book is always going to be more detailed, but I feel like they really, like, talked about how, like, Bella was kind of, like, trying to kind of, like, flirt with, like, Mm -hmm. Jacob, which made me very angry. Um, In the book, I was just, like, I just thought it was deceiving, but I feel like there were just, like, a few things that I thought would have been... Like, that was a moment that I thought would have been more interesting had it been, like, extended more. Yeah. um, I know. There's, like, this tiny moment. There's this tiny moment where she kind of, like, smiles at him. And I was like, oh, okay. That's them trying to show us that she's flirting, I guess. Yeah. And she's, like, really close to him. Like, at some point where I was like, she's so close to him right now. And then I was like, oh, I guess that could be. And then it was, like, over. Um, Yeah. But um, also with the Jane, like, I feel like that and, like, the chase with James, I wish both of those were long. Because I feel like in the movie, like, they both, like, had interesting parts where I feel like it would have been more impactful. Was it, like, drawn out a little bit more? Like, with more downtime before, like, she went to the ballet studio? Because I feel like in the book, like, they stay at the hotel for, like, at least a day or something. I wish we we got more of her, like, escaping Alice and Jasper and yeah. all that. That doesn't really happen in the movie, right? I don't remember seeing it happen. No, there's definitely a lot in the book where Bella is, like, coming to terms with the fact that not only is she, like, going to die, but she thinks that this vampire has her mom and she, you know, is thinking about everything the Colons have done for her and it's all going to be for nothing and, oh, she's never going to see Edward again. She has these, like really big emotions that she's like working through and I feel like that just gets really cut short um in the movie and I don't know how they would necessarily achieve that because that's all inner monologue in the book um and short of having like narration um you couldn't really achieve that but I definitely was missing that because yeah the I mean the running away from James is like the back fourth of the book and it's very very short in the movies yeah. yeah. And I feel like in the movie, like, it doesn't make sense how, like, difficult it would be for Bella to, like, escape out of Alice's sight. Like, she just, like, literally just, like, walks behind her and, like, leaves. And I'm like, okay. I know. She's, there's, like, if you read the I book, know. like, I, there's probably more explanation. But I was like, that doesn't make sense to someone who's just watching the movie. Like, okay, so they're, like, supernatural and Bella just walked out of the hotel and Alice doesn't know, even though she sees the future. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's definitely very like cobbled together in the film. Um, and I think it it leaves anyone who didn't read the book, I think I feel like it just kind of leaves them confused. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like even reading the books, I was at I mean, with a lot of things, I was like, I'm confused about the extent of these like supernatural abilities. But yes, especially with that, because I feel like in the book it was like, oh, she really like because Alice can see the future, she had to like it like I don't know, that just affected how she was like behaving with how she escaped. But um yeah, that would have been hard for them to show. But mm-hmm. I just would have loved even twenty more minutes of movie. It's only two hours. I was like they could have they could have given me more. They could have been longer. Greedy. <laughs> I know. So greedy. I want it all. Yeah. <laughs> I um I saw they did a re-release of Twilight in theaters for the 10-year anniversary in 2018. Um and I saw it in theaters with Olivia Stern, who had never seen it before. 
She had never seen it before and never read the book. So literally, like, no frame of reference other than, like, cultural references. And I also saw it with Lennox, who is a huge, (gasps) huge Twilight fan. Um, And before the so it was just, like, an an absolutely delightful night. We We got free posters. Like, when we gave them our tickets, they were like, oh, you're seeing Twilight? And we were like, yeah, they're like, you get this. And we each got a free poster. That's awesome. That is so much fun. It, I'm jealous. It was really fun. Yeah, I don't know why you weren't there. I makes no sense. I don't know. Um, and <laughs> before the movie, they did a little docu spot. It was like 12 minutes long, 15 minutes long, with Catherine Hardwick and um, the actor who plays Jasper. Where okay. it was them revisiting some of the locations that they filmed on. Like, they went to Forks High School, and they went to the diner, and they went to the Colon House. And it was, like, really weird and awkward. And it was just them being, like, like, they're, like, Catherine Hardwick is really weird. She is a, she's a weird woman, and only a weird mind could have made that film, and I'm forever grateful um but watching her and the actor playing jasper interact was just like so odd because they were like very high energy but also like aware that like okay it's 10 years later and we're still we're still doing twilight and i don't know i i loved every minute of it but if you can find that like 10th anniversary documentary short um it is well worth your watch because it is it it yeah it's weird so yeah milking this movie for everything that it's worth like yes yeah feeling like the you'd feel a little ridiculous you'd be like okay like yep we're yep like yeah (laughs) that's so funny i need to watch that if i i'll i'll try and find it and send it to you guys yes please did you two do did you do midnight showings in high school was that like a thing yeah like going to the movie theater on the night it came out yes and i went to the midnight premiere of i think all of these movies except yes oh my gosh, oh my gosh. same, same. Wow. it was like I an event to the midnight premiere of new moon that's the one that i like remember the most <gasps> mm-hmm. you too <laughs> oh yeah um before yeah so like <laughs> the doing midnight showings was like a really big deal um in my hometown and it was probably because we had like literally just this one movie theater. Um, and it was just like, I don't know, anytime a big movie came out, like it felt like everyone in my high school was like at the midnight premiere. And um, before the midnight showing of New Moon, like three days before, I went through my first like qu- quote real breakup. Um, and I was like completely and utterly devastated. And um, I wasn't going to go to the movie. I was like, I can't do it. I can't, I can't show my face. I can't go through it. And my mom, like, really encouraged me to go. I was like, oh, your friends, like, we'll be there. You'll feel better, blah, blah, blah. And so I was like, fine. So I went. And in the part in the movie when Edward, like, breaks up with her, I literally, like, laid down in my seat and just cried. I, like, curled in a ball and cried in my seat because it was so dramatic. Oh my gosh. It was, It was my moment. And then the montage where the months are changing. Oh, I was like, I, was, like I am gazing into my future. This is going to be the next... <laughs> Six months of my life. Oh my gosh! In- inspiring material. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. No, the music and New Moon. Yeah, again, that 
really speaks to that scene. Yeah. Wow. Well, any other any other thoughts, concerns, questions about this movie? I don't think so. I've had a great time. I've been a little quiet. I don't I just have enjoyed listening. <laughs> <laughs> I've been fully along for the ride and I just like I like this movie and I like everything that everyone's saying about it right now. <laughs> I love this movie. This is like peak nostalgia for me. Yeah. Yeah. I cannot believe they're taking them off Netflix. I know. Wrong. Wrong, wrong, oh my wrong. Gosh. Yeah, that's sick. Only a twisted mind would that's do that. Sick. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's really wicked. No, I I don't know if I have any other I have so just so much love. Yeah, so much nostalgia. Like just yeah, like the music that I just feel like I have to mention Alice's hair. Just like oh. uh, like, oh. just like her like her look is just so I'm like that is the time. <laughs> her hair was so good in that movie. I was so mad that they changed it up for the other ones too. Yes. Yeah. Weird when it's I don't know. Like, I thought they got it right the first time. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just perfect. I have, a, um, I have this book that's, um, I can't think of the exact title right now, but it's something along along the lines of, like, uh, a director's journal, The Making of Twilight, and it's all of Catherine Hardwick's, like, notes from <gasps> working on Twilight. Yeah, <laughs> Christian Seavey got it for me at a bookstore in college. He, like was away for a weekend and then I saw him the next week at school and he was like I saw this at a bookstore and it made me think of you and gave me this book and it's like like super fan whatever and I have read it cover to cover um perfect gift for you yeah I was like oh thanks like kind of embarrassed and like shoved it in my backpack and was like I will be reading you later um and they originally were going to give Edward long hair. <gasps> no. Shoulder length, wavy, golden brown. What? And apparently they put him in, I think, I'll need to double check. And I will definitely post, I'll take a picture of it out of the book and I'll post it to Instagram of the rendering. But apparently I want to say they did like glue in extensions on Robert. And it took, like, hours. Like, it took, like, all day. And I guess he took, like, one look at it and was, like, absolutely not. Good. No. And they all all agreed. They were, like, yeah, no, no. But it was, like, this full day of being in a salon, getting these extensions glued in, trying to make it look really good, only for everyone in the room to be, like, no. Yeah. Apparently it was, like, a true Oh, my gosh. I'm so happy that they did that that they said no seriously yeah oh my gosh yeah i need to see, i can't wait i will be impatiently waiting to see that picture on instagram yeah i will definitely be uploading it is such <laughs> a great great little book just full of deranged tidbits of information that i didn't know that i needed on this film <laughs> oh man well, yes, yeah, shout out to Alice's hair and her fashion. She has some great fashion in this movie. Um, and I think I think that's a wrap on Twilight because we're going to move on. I can't yeah. believe it. I know. 
it. We did it. Fun. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, you two. This has been so yeah. much fun. Yeah, it is really fun. It's so nice to be able to hang out with people and talk about vampires. Yeah. Oh my I God. just like oh my it. And then the best part is listening to myself later. <laughs> talking about vampires. I'm like, Gabby and I talk about this all the time, but we listen to the podcast and we're like, we're so we're- funny. <laughs> we're so charming. Oh <laughs> Couldn't have said it better myself saying that yeah. about yourself. You're like, well, what? <laughs> <laughs> great point, Aaron. Love what you said there. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Sometimes I'll even rewind so I can listen again. I'm like, oh, back 30 seconds. That was really funny. <laughs> Holy shit. That oh, is funny. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, I, yeah, this is so fun. Like, I feel like in my head, I'm, like, at work because I listen to this when I'm working. And I just, <laughs> which is so, and it just, yeah, I mean, I, the, when Aaron, when you were talking about the Harry Potter, I know I've talked about this, but when he's, like, in the, the final, he's, like, together, like, I just was, like, wait, go back a second. What was that? It was awesome, so. Let's finish this how we started it, Tom. Together. <laughs> and then to just disturb it. yeah no it's oh my god off topic yeah. but i was <laughs> i was watching that harry potter reunion special um which i loved and they were talking about that moment i was thinking about you when they were when i was watching it <laughs> and i was sitting there so grumpy because they're like yeah we just thought that like we needed an artistic you know, representation of the fact that these two men have been, blah, like, entwined. I'm just like, it is so corny. It is so corny. Like, you're literally shoving. They're flying. Their faces are melding. It looks corny. It looks bad. Like, A for effort, but you need someone in the room to tell you when you're making something that looks foolish. It just... I hate that part. Yeah. Anybody <laughs> off of, like, you could have asked anybody and they'd been like, that. I don't need the background to know this isn't right. Yeah. <laughs> Something about this feels wrong. <laughs> it gives me the ick. Um, great. Well, Riley, as our guest, you get to tell us um, who, what, when, or where you feel like staking staking in the heart this week this day this moment this moment um i'll say oh my gosh the incredible sensitive nature of tomatoes okay i've had too many dubious tomatoes in my life the past few weeks if they could be a little heartier i'd appreciate that have so been, i will stay- have they been kind of like mealy Oh, they've been moldy. <laughs> oh. I, mm-hmm. Yeah, so wish my digestive system luck. And let's just hope to make tomatoes get it together in the coming, in the coming weeks. So that's tomatoes. what I will say. Disappointed in them. Yeah, too sensitive, too vulnerable. Mm. Although I love vulnerability. Not in tomatoes. Yeah. yeah. Anywhere else. 
Gabby? Um, I was really in my groove today during my warm up. I had my headphones in and then someone who shall not be named right now <laughs> um, interrupted me and totally threw me off my groove. And so I want to stake them in the heart because I was having the best time and I was like pacing around the place. I was like 30 minutes into my warm up, So I was like really like flowing, like going with the flow I was in it. And they took me out and they asked me just the stupidest question that has nothing to do with me. Like it, it was like a, this is your job kind of question. Mm-hmm, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I was so mad because I had to take my headphones out and it was like so jarring too. Oh. Cause I, my own world and then I'm like wait no I can't I can't do what you need me to do like sorry you should have I can't yeah and then I was really grumpy until the start of the show I was like no I'm really angsty I feel like eh, I don't know how to explain it it was just weird it really changed the vibe so them. staking them in the heart although the show did go really well and I think part of it was because I was a little grumpy so I was going in feeling really like a fire in my belly, you know? Mm. <laughs> That's very fair. Maybe I stake them and then I like regret it. And so I take it out. And then you get blood spattered all over your face. Yeah. <laughs> and then you, then you taste it. Yeah. And it's like really, really good. And then I'm yeah. on fire. Mm-hmm. You raise one eyebrow. I like this. <laughs> <laughs> I want to stake... So, okay, I feel like if you send someone a text message and it's not urgent, you're not trying to schedule something, like, I don't, you know, necessarily owe it to you to respond right away, to be like, oh, you want to talk to me? Yes, I am here and I want to talk to you too. It's like, if I don't want to talk to you, if you're just like texting me, like, hey, blah, 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 and it's not urgent, you're not trying to set something up, like, it can wait. Like, I reserve the right to take time to reply when I want to, okay? Like, you are contacting me. So I want to stake – I am thinking of a specific person, but I'm not going to name them. I just want to stake people who don't understand, like, a text message sitting for a couple hours, which I feel like is mild because sometimes I let text messages sit for, like, days. Yeah, I thought that you said hours. I (laughs) was – I've got like, yeah, you two both know, you two especially both know that like it can take days for me to reply. <laughs> and that's fair because you also don't expect anything different from other people. Exactly. <laughs> and if it is something like if I'm texting like Gabby and I need a reply and she's not replying, I will just text her again and be like, hey, I'm sorry to bug you, but could you yeah. text yeah. me back? Yeah. And we have a intimacy and a friendship where I feel like we can do that to each other and this person who did this to me we are not there it was not important at all it was just them needing like outside validation for something that does not involve me and I'm just like you cannot be coming into my phone while I am on winter break and 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 doing this like stop stop so I don't think they listen to this podcast. Kind of counting on it. But if they do, I'm past the point of caring. Like, whatever. <laughs> they need to know that, like, whatever. I just can't stand people who expect a response right away on something that's not urgent. 
Get over it. It's not who I am. And I tell people that all the time. So they are getting a steak. Um, And also just in general, Omicron. Yes. Omicron. Not Omicron. Omnicron. I'm learning. Wrong. (laughs) I'll be wrong. Omicron. Omicron. I'm okay. Documenting that. Processing that. Upload. Beep. Yep. Locked in. <laughs> okay, well, um, Riley, thank you. Thank you for not only like being here and being a guest, but also just being such a good support for the for the pod, for letting us be your fuel while you clack away. Um <laughs> clocked in, plugged in. We are honored <laughs> to be the soundtrack to your work day. Okay. Mm-hmm. It is my pleasure to be here. I'm so glad that I got to talk about Twilight with you two. This is yes, yeah, so fun, and I will be conceited enough to say I can't wait to hear me talk about Twilight. Yes, <laughs> the three of us. I'll be like, couldn't have, yeah, couldn't have said it better. <laughs> How precise on the on the nose. So, mm-hmm. um, but, yeah, great point. Soon. Yeah um yeah so very sincerely thank you for having me um happy to be here yay well so long suckers and keep your eyes peeled for sexy sparkling vampires bye